Happy Friday and happy March Madness, everybody. I know we had some games last night, but today is the first day for me. And welcome to Brown Bag Bets, powered by BetSports. We are your daily dose of quick hit handicapping and sports betting picks. I'm Alex Christensen, and joining me as always, he had a, uh, what was that, a Bloody Mary already this morning, Andy? So you're feeling pretty good. How was the green beer, by the way? I just laughed when that showed up. Like I didn't realize that they were going to still have green beer left over. So that cracked <laughs> me up, but always, always delicious. Shout out to brothers bar and grill, which is behind um, the Kmart here back in my back alley. So I was able, I, I, I can walk to it. It's, it's nice. Cause I just, it's like less than a block. I just walk over there, but yes, had a lovely breakfast. Very excited. Got up really early to finish one blog. Uh, stayed up late and did some golf blogging last night. If you tuned into that early this morning or last night, you already essentially have a winner. Uh, Norn and Norlander are going to come down to it, but I got a, an underdog that's up by four strokes with like three three holes to play. So hopefully I didn't just jinx him, but I have more golf that's up this afternoon. I'll have daily plays all weekend long. I'll be blogging about that. And of course, as we get into tournament time, I do have to thank our sponsor, WinBet. Same thing as always, $500 risk-free bet if you are in Colorado or New Jersey, 1000 if you're in Michigan. We'll have links for that throughout the tournament. Um, please use our links. You're able to get a free hoodie if you do. And uh, also, I wanted to mention we are running a contest on the app right now. Basically, all you need to do, sign up for the app, use it to make one pick throughout the weekend, I believe was the thing. I'll double check on the, the terms and conditions. I, I basically it's like have a, have an app. Um, you know, what do you want to call it? Account, have an account on Betsperts and make one pick throughout the weekend. And you're entered to win a thousand bucks. We just give away cash like that. If you, if you like a retweet, we're going to give away some smaller amounts for that as well. So look for that. I'll retweet that again here. And, uh, yeah, let's go. We'll rip into some other sports picks here quick, and then we'll kind of close with basketball, college basketball. And like I said, kind of open it up to anybody who's in the Periscope or YouTube or other channels that has any questions, as the timing is kind of perfect. It is right before the the first game. Like, we're going to finish up 15 minutes before tip. So we'll start Beautiful. with some NBA. Dizzle. NBA. Two favorites this this for us tonight, Andy. And, uh, no totals. Looked it through those. We've got a full slate tonight. Um, a lot of question marks and close lines. But I like the Utah Jazz here laying five points uh, against Toronto. Um, it's not in Toronto necessarily. They're still playing in Florida. So um, Utah will be down in Tampa Bay there um, after losing last night to Washington. So um, expect them to come out with a really good effort. Even despite that, I make this line minus seven and a half. So liked five. Five and a half is probably still okay. Utah continues to be one of the best regular season teams. They're just a covering machine. So happy to take the short number here, despite, um, you know, kind of the poor rest spot. You know, Toronto's not on a back-to-back. Utah is. But, you know, again, I think that um, that's probably built in a little bit to the number here already. And I like the spot with Utah coming off the loss. Another favorite here, the Mavericks of Dallas. They're in Portland. Um, I have this closer to five and a half, almost six. So the place at three and a half, minus four is probably still okay here. Dallas continues to get better and better as Porzingis and Doncic spend more time playing together. I think that there's a little overreaction here in the market with CJ McCollum back for Portland. I think they're still struggling from a big man perspective. I still wonder who's going to be out there slowing Doncic down. So happy to grab the Mavericks um, minus three and a half here. So two road favorites, Andy. So fingers crossed while uh, other basketball is going on. 
ECP. I'm not. I'm not worried about road favorites. That's not. That doesn't scare me whatsoever. So, it's the especially NBA. in one game. They're both road teams, really. Yeah, it's not not a worry for me. So, um, two NBA picks. Like I said, I did have some golf. A couple of them went off already. Basically, morning morning tea times play in the afternoon. The next day, afternoon tea times play in the morning. All these guys got to play in the morning yesterday, so they will be afternoon tea times. I looked. I think the earliest of these tips off tees off in about an hour. Some of these are even after one o'clock Eastern. So you do have some time if you want to get some action in in on these. Uh, this is another one I played yesterday that pushed. And the fact that they pushed it out to an, a bigger line for Gim made me want it more. I'm I'm a big fan of a Benny Ann fade. So Byung, Byung Hun Ann, I guess I call him Benny, but I will be fading him. I faded him in some full tournament matchups as well. So Looking to do that again in the regular or the the day two stuff. Harold Varner the third is a little sketchy in wind. If I was going to not play one of these, this would be the one. Like this is the one I hate the most out of anything I played. I had to based on the price, but he beat Wu by a few strokes yesterday. I'm going to lay the stroke again with him today. I didn't even put a price on that one. I'm not even sure what it was. I'm sure it was right around probably minus 105, minus 110. So I'll double check on that. Percy Perez and Huh over Benny Ann. I'm fading him twice. He better have a bad day. These are also afternoon ones just based on some number stuff and a Benny Ann fade. Perez had some comments yesterday, too. He was having trouble uh, around the green, kind of struggling. The The afternoon and even the morning, there, there were some problems with uh, the greens running really fast. People are having trouble getting their balls to stick and stay. They're running right off, so... Hopefully we see more of that from some of these guys that have trouble around the green and trouble with their irons. And those will be, I know it's, uh, I know I'm so bad at pronouncing these. Uh, I, I still say, working on it, uh, Le- I still say, Leish- I still say Leishman because I know it's on Benny on. I call me. I just like to read things how they look. So it is young honey on. And uh, Harold Varner, the third, I think I nailed his name. That's I put his little abbreviation up there. And it looks like Sam Ryder is now out to a five-stroke lead as an underdog with three holes to go. So loving that oh, one this man. morning. Ausgezeitnet, as they say in Germany. One tennis play, technically two, because it's a stack. It is. Uh, we're going back to the overs here. Unfortunately, yesterday that didn't work out so well. Um, Lin Zhu came out, um, oh, really God. looked Kind of confused, honestly, for the first four or so games. I thought she was going to find her footing there in the second, but never really recovered and got just blown off the court. So, unfortunately, we're doing that. And sorry, I spelled Schmedlova wrong. That was probably my fault. I've been doing that all week. It's Schmedlova, not Schmedlov. But um, I, I saw the hormone. misspelling and I left it in there because I like that. I like it. Well, we love it. We, we, she's been good to us. She helped us get some overs early in the week. It's a tri- it's a double triple namer. We got Sarah Sorba's Tormo against Anna Karolina Schmedlova. Um, I would hang a, a juicy twenty one here. I don't know if I'd hang the twenty one and a half. I, I think the hook here is kind of interesting, but I think there's a chance we're going to see at least one long set here, and there's a very good chance this, this goes three. Um, both of these women have played a bunch of three setters already this week, and generally are more prone to that. Um, as I start to look back at this, I think the line is. There might be some value in the underdog here, but I'm not ready to oppose Tormo yet. So instead, I'm going to look to try to play some overs here, as usually when there's some value in the underdog, you'll see the totals are a little more depressed than they should be. So we'll go over 20 and a half, um, a 
standard juice on 21 is okay. And then two and a half sets plus 165 would actually play that down to plus 155. I like it when people do help me with pronunciation, though. It just makes me better because I, I listen to some podcasts. I it's listen a to a podcast. Yeah, I listened to a podcast where somebody tried to just cover some golf, and then I don't think they'd ever covered golf before. And I mean, they, they didn't get any of the names. I mean, a, a lot of the names were just butchered. Now, I, now, I, so I feel your guys' pain there. Um, if anybody does follow me over on Betsperts at Andy, they saw me put in a bunch of uh, curious plays this morning. I talked about this on the podcast yesterday with uh, Matt Russell on his podcast, The Window. I've talked about this in years past. This is something I do every year. This is recreation. If you don't want to bet these, I am not encouraging you to bet these any which way. But I bet these all pretty small. And it's nice, actually. Nor I'm about to say it's nice not being in Vegas because it's not. Normally, I would just go to the window at the Win or you know one of the books I'm at downtown and place all these. Today, I actually opened all my books and price shopped, which was nice because normally I wouldn't give a shit. And I'm usually, you know, drinking or have been up all night in Vegas. And <laughs> I'm not going to, well, you do it on your phone. I'm not going to sit and open 15 tabs on my phone and price shop. So there are some, there are some pretty big differences in some of the prices. I know we're getting close to tip on some of these, but technically none of these uh, big underdogs start. I know the first game is VTech Florida. So Colgate, Arkansas, you still have about an hour before that one goes off. And I did put them in order of tip. So um, these are the first four in order to go. And basically, I'm going to – I mean, what I used to do is, you know, you take 50 or 100 bucks, some people even do less, 20 bucks, and just bet all of the 14 through – or the 12 through 15 seeds on the first day. And if you don't get anything cool, and by cool I mean better than like three to one or maybe even a 13 seed or better, maybe a couple 12 seeds come through and that's it. Then the next day you double your stake. You Martingale. You go. You double down on that. So I absolutely. So not only will I be playing these, I'll be playing it. And this isn't it. I have another slide full of these. Um, I'll be playing these. I'll be playing tomorrow's no matter what. So if today goes well and we hit a few of these, tomorrow will be the same stake. If we don't have a good day hitting underdogs, I will double my fucking stake for tomorrow. I will go double down because that's where the fun is when uh, when it's been. And if it's a real chalky tournament, I'll just take it in the shorts, and that's life. And that's why these are recreational bets. But Colgate Oral Roberts, Colgate and Oral, it's like oral health. It's funny that those are right next to each other. Oregon State and Liberty at these prices. Look, uh, I found a really nice Oral Roberts price. Like there's places that had it nine to one. You know, definitely do some shopping on these because you can find some big prices. Um, oops, I went the wrong way there. Cleveland State, sixteen sixty six. North Texas, Morehead State, and Winthrop. Yeah, these are. I don't know about that. Yeah, I know. I was a little worried about Cleveland State, <laughs> and like I like I said, these are just fun. Like I've I I, I take the yeah I know thanks Spoon. I take these and put these in the back of my head. I don't worry about these. I will absolutely. There are times I will create a Polish middle because again recreational fun bets. I will bet against these teams against the spread and create a middle and lose both sometimes just because they're out of sight, out of mind. You just, you cheer for these underdogs. This is a fun little system. I do. Um, it sucks. I don't have any real bets yet. I probably will be playing a lot more 
second half stuff in this tournament. I tend to play a lot of second halves. So anything I do, I'll put on the app as fast as I can and probably tweet it out as well. And honestly, like the one I am looking at is I'm really, really down on uh, Cleveland State, but I hate laying these 20s, these 21s. It's so tough with end of game stuff. So I am going to probably look at maybe some uh, uh, Houston first half. That might be all I have for that one. So and for, then, these, yeah, for these money lines, right. Andy, you said you're staking them all a little different. Are you basically playing them oh, all oh, to no. win the same amount? No, no. Everyone's staked the same. I just stake them okay, all. Okay. So, so it's, it's just a one, you know, point one, a quarter unit or whatever on each of them, something like that. Yep. They're all they're all staked the damn same. Just putting putting the same amount on every one, and if they don't hit, I double down tomorrow. And if I have a bad one, and then it's just a then it's a bad tournament, I guess. And hopefully my Gonzaga future comes through at ten to one. Uh, so yeah, and parlay yeah, a little round robin. I, I will say I, I'm gonna have to go find a tweet from a couple of years ago. I did round robin the twelve seed money lines a couple of years ago, and it went three for four, and. I just promised myself I wouldn't do the math on what the fourth, because you know, when you do it on a paper ticket, they don't print the. Uh, a lot of them won't print the actual payout because there's so many alternate payouts because it's so many different bets. Yeah, so many versions. So I mean, you can sit there and figure out what the payouts would be if everything comes through. And I remember saying, I'm not going to figure that out. I don't I don't want to know what it would have been if the fourth one would have hit. But, of course, I took pictures and put it on Twitter. So, like, three weeks later, I sat there and punched in the math. And, you know, the because of three two-team parlays, a three-team parlay, a couple three-team parlays, and a four-teamer would have come in on that one. So, I mean, it was a few thousand dollars. It wasn't uh, – wasn't, I'm glad it wasn't the fourth of four games because then I would have had to worry about hedging. I think it was the third one. So, yeah. yeah, and if anybody does have any bracket questions, any uh, survivor questions, I kind of want to ask you guys. I'm in a survivor league this year. I was talking to Alex about this off air. Um, I don't really know the strategy for sur- these survivor leagues because I, I, t- I ended up in a DM group or a DM with somebody else, and his the rules are all different. So I really think it's going to be rules-based where mine has rebuys, that don't matter during the first weekend if you don't worry about, you know, doubling down on your stake so you can go a little riskier. Um, his had rebuys, but it was only um, if you rebought, you had to pick the double the amount of games from there on out yeah. or something like I've that. I've seen that so. variation. They make it harder. My strategy always for these things has been you know, try to think about who you think is going to make long runs and maybe save them for later. So, like, if I was going to make two picks today – um, I missed a chance to get in any survivors. You know, Rob was talking about Villanova. I think Villanova is probably a nice pick there. Um, you know, minus 269, so a solid favorite on the money line. There's probably not a ton of people that are going to be picking Villanova. So from a game theory perspective, you're probably a little ahead of everybody. And then as you start to look at Villanova's next game, are you going to be looking to play Villanova against Purdue? Or are you going to use them against Baylor? Probably not. So like a team like that, I would highlight um and maybe even maybe that's what you do you, you basically take Villanova and Purdue knowing you're not going to use either one of those teams so I, I always try to look for stuff like that I know you bet Colgate Moneyline Arkansas might not be bad because you probably don't yeah, want that, to take that's the thing like a couple of these uh, I definitely lean towards using you like I believe I used Tennessee 
in one of my things. And then I just said I bet against him. So it's one of those things. You have so many different things going on. It It's like when you get into Survivor League football and you play fantasy football and you do DFS and then you start betting and then you have like maybe you're doing something like monkey knife fight or something. You have a million things <laughs> going on. It's one of those where like who do you – and maybe you're in like six fantasy leagues. It turns into who do you even cheer for? So I get to the point where – you know, I'll, I'll be looking at some of these smaller, uh, some of these smaller games. I know we have uh, some NIT uh, games today. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look at these NIT games. I know the so Louisiana Tech, and I mean the the news is out on that now. There's there's probably some players that are gonna be missing from uh, from Old Miss. So if you did, if you do play the NIT, Louisiana Tech, that number, that's the reason for that getting bet down. There's some some rumors on. Uh, Ole Miss maybe not having a full squad. So L Tech's been bet down to like plus three and a half off like five, five and a half. Buffalo, Colorado State's a good one, though. I should run the numbers on that quick and see. I always forget about the NIT because I've just been busy so much with this tournament this week. Um, how are you feeling about this eggs outright open? It's their year. You know, somebody just asked in the chat too about their to win the or to win the region at minus 175. Yeah. I mean, that should be bigger. Like, just who they play. Uh, I mean, Missouri or Oklahoma, that's not much of a matchup there. Virginia is a better offense this year, but it's still not going to be able to hang with the Zags putting up. I mean, the Zags have put up points. Yeah, the Zags have put up points on some good defenses. So it's it's tough to find a matchup. You know, and again, like Virginia and Iowa are maybe Virginia, Iowa, Kansas. I think they, they beat the. They beat the top three other seeds in this region already. So Zags probably get to the final four. And then, you know, there's a, you need a little luck, I think, at that point because they're probably the best team. They are the best team, but it's still tough to win six games in a row, especially once you get to the final four and you have some, uh, you know, some, some top-tier teams. You could be facing, you know, Alabama and Illinois one after another or, you know, Michigan and Baylor. That's that's a tough ask to beat those two teams back-to-back over the course of a weekend. So I'm actually filling out a bracket right now. I got in one more league that uh, I forgot about. Yeah, I mean, Gonzaga, so I filled out a bunch of brackets, and we talked about this earlier in the week, the concept of, like, what I have written down in pen. I have Gonzaga in the Final Four in every bracket I have. I just couldn't come up with a scenario yeah. where one of these other teams looked interesting. In the um, East, the East was kind of where there was a little more variation. I like Alabama, honestly. I think they have the best chance of coming out of the East. But um, talking to some smart people, they think Florida State might be able to make a run. So that's where I had a little more variance. You know, the Midwest, I, again, I can't see anybody but like Illinois or Houston coming out of there. My heart says West Virginia, but I think it's a tougher path maybe than, than it looks. And then the South, it's Baylor, it's Ohio State, and then – I don't know. I can't see Arkansas putting together that run, Purdue, anybody like that. It just, you know, as lame as it is to say, Andy, it feels kind of chalky to me. As you're filling a bracket out now, I mean, are there are there any Final Four teams you're going to have there that aren't a, a top two seed? Um, I mean, you do need to look at uh, how big your bracket league is. Somebody asked me this question in DMs, and this is a better question for maybe some other people who actually – subscribe to game theory dfs people fantasy people uh ed fang he's a really smart guy when it comes to this and i mean it's it's the same as in anything you're doing the bigger the pool the more contrarian you need to be um if you make a you your know, bracket has to stand out 
It, it is similar. It is similar to DFS or uh, one and done leagues. You know, when we had JD on talking one and dones a couple weeks back, or probably a month and a half ago, honestly, when we talked about those before they started, he said, you know, if you're in a one and done with like 30 people, you need to just use really good players all the time. You can't leave any great players on the table. You got to use the top players. You got to get some big wins. If you're in a, a one and done with like 3,000 people, you need to get a little squirrely. You need to find some, you know, some deeper nuggets and you need to go a little more contrarian. Otherwise you're just, you're, you're going to be in there in, in the middle of the pack for the most part. So kind of the same thing with bracket leagues. Um, uh, like I said, I have filled out 15 brackets this morning. Now <laughs> I don't have, uh, yeah. If Gonzaga slips up, gets COVID, gets hurt, something happens. I'm, I'm done in all of them. I have them coming out of that region in every single one. In the East, I have some with Bama. I have some with Florida State. I have some with BYU. I have some with Michigan. I think I even have one Colorado because it's a really big one, and I wanted to get squarely down there. And then uh, the South, mostly Baylor. Baylor is really, really good, but I do have yeah. a couple a couple Arkansas and one. A couple Ohio State. Yeah, one Ohio State. I went pretty light on that, but a couple Arkansas, and then the West again. A lot of Illinois, but at the same time, quite a few. I'd say it's like for my brackets, probably like sixty percent Illinois, thirty percent Houston, and then I do have one of each. I think with SDSU and West Virginia coming out as well. So uh, you, you do got to get a little wild with it once in a while, and I did. So you know, good luck in all those. Don't get too frustrated. When you lose, like the, you know, it sucks. This too is like the Have first game is this. a tough one. The first game is essentially yeah. a pick 'em. So essentially, most right, years, though. right? Well, right, yeah, a lot of times it is. It is like a seven ten or a six eleven starting. But this game against the spread, uh, Virginia Tech, Florida, it's a pick 'em. So you have a game that's probably pretty pretty close to 50-50 if you took all the brackets. You know, certainly not like a 70-30. I know a lot of people do love Virginia Tech and people love to take a 10 seed. Maybe I'd probably lean towards more people have taken them, but you know, like half the brackets are going to get one wrong before noon today when, uh, you know, when Virginia's Tech's down by 25. So don't get too discouraged. No one will ever have a perfect bracket. That's just not a thing, not even in the multiverse. And have fun with all your contests and Survivor League stuff. And if you are in any of those, or if you have any second weekend uh, tournaments, any second weekend draws, survivors, second chance brackets, shit like that, uh, tweet me because I want I want that. I need those to make up for all the ones <laughs> I've, I've failed in. I love those. Um, I do a random draw with uh, buddies back home. Just everyone throws in a hundred bucks. You get two teams, so there's thirty two of us. I have Bama and USC this year. So roll tide. Go Trojans. Usually, I, I don't think I've ever gotten a one seed in that. Uh, in that, the best team I probably ever got was Jimmer Fredette way back. Uh, was that a BYU team? Yeah, yeah. So Jimmer Fredette's BYU. BYU. That, that's how long. That's how long ago it's been since I've had like a high seed. So I'm excited to have a two seed this year. And uh, oh, look at that! My guy Mo, my guy Mo is tweeting me with uh, some regional prices from. Uh, win bet i'll probably put something up after this because i think you could probably bet into most of these maybe just not the florida one so i have region prices for all this once i get off the horn here we'll we'll dig into those a little and see if i come up with anything beautiful 
First half Big Ten plays. Are they all in the same stadium? I wonder too. That's something I've been digging into. Um, yeah, which are the bit. bigger stadiums? So well, Lucas that's Oil, too, like, Mackey, Farmers, and Assembly well, and Luke, Hall. Lucas Oil is clearly the huge one. You know, that, that's yeah. the massive one. That's a fucking football stadium. Whereas the other ones are just big basketball arenas. Um, the smaller one. I think I think the smallest one is Indiana Fieldhouse, is the IUPUI Jaguars home court. That one only holds like six thousand people if it were to ever be filled, which it's not, obviously this time. So that's where, li- and that's a, a reason I did take Liberty quite a bit. Liberty, I'll just little um, nugget before we sign off here. Uh, I did take Liberty in an awful lot of brackets, not only to win once but twice. They're kind of a cute little three-point shot. It's like a live by the three, die by the three. They might lose by 30. But if those threes are flying well, they can beat good teams. They can move on to the second weekend kind of good teams if the threes are working. It's a good team. It's been a good team in the past, and they play in the smallest gym, so I don't think we're going to have big difference problems with sight lines like you do in Lucas. So. And then, yeah, that's the yeah. thing, too. Like, a lot of these Big Ten teams probably did stay in Indy. Uh, I know people did research on that, uh, figuring out which teams got there earlier. Maybe some teams who had conference tournaments that got done sooner have some advantages. Gonzaga hasn't played for quite a while. I don't think we worry too much about rust on a team like that when you're playing freaking, you know, Norfolk State. So uh, I think it probably is a bit of an advantage, so. Like I said, hit me up, tweet me, DM me, whatever, if you have anything else or if you have some fun stuff. Oh, my gosh. And WinBet is going to do most outstanding player prop. Ooh. That's a bonus. I will – before we go, let me let me read off the top one. So uh, okay. it's the top three are all Gonzaga. It, and Suggs and Kispert aren't even the top – well, it's uh, – the field is three to one, which is basically anyone anyone – that doesn't play. And the best part about this, I thought this was a joke, but it says re- refund if Rutgers player wins. That's because, um, <laughs> you know, you can't bet on this. You can't do it in Jersey. You can't bet. You wouldn't be able to bet on that in Jersey. So Drew, Jalen, and Corey, your top three, all from Gonzaga. Uh, your big, the masked, the masked singer from Illinois, Jared Butler from Baylor, Teague from Baylor, Mitchell from Baylor, Cockburn, 15 to 1, and then Dickinson, Wagner, and Luca Garza round out the first page. I might dig into that a little too, kind of take some of my probabilities and figure out that's tough with all the Gonzaga kids right at the top. Well, I wonder if there's some value in guys on other teams versus taking them to win the championship. You know, so instead of betting Baylor to win the title, take, you know, who you think the best player on Baylor is going to be, something like that. Or, you know, I'm trying to think if there's any teams like with one real standout guy. But I wonder, again, if there's a situation like that, almost similar to the Super Bowl, where instead of betting, you know, the Tampa Bay money line, just bet Tom Brady to be the MVP, right? Yeah, I mean, I could Cockburn could get it. But, you know, I think I'd have to look what Illinois' price is. If Illinois wins it all, you would think uh, – you think I.O. What price do you have on Cockburn there? I'll pull up the – Cockburn's 15 to 1. Oh, I know Illinois is not 15 to 1. So you, if you – maybe you like Cockburn to make a run. I don't know. I'm going to dig into this. We'll, uh, we'll tweet about this later. I'm going to run and get some last-minute things done before these tip off. I'll tweet out any plays, I promise. I'm sorry I don't have much. I'll, I'll run those NIT games and see if I have some plays in those tonight because it went so well last night. That's all right. Have a great weekend, everybody. Enjoy the madness. We will be back on Monday with even more. It's March Madness. We did it.
And yes, again, I did just quote a bunch of win bet stuff. You can still sign up there. I put out a blog on how to use a free bet, a risk-free bet. Have fun. Thanks a lot for hanging. Cheers, Rico. And we'll see you guys later. Mm-hmm.